0: Welcome back. Sorry, it's been 4,000 years. (laughs) We've had a lot going on, but I think that we're we're at a good point now that we're going to be pretty consistent here, right? Yeah? What do you think, Darcy? Yes. I'm saying yes. (laughs) Go team. We have had lots of schedule changes, location changes, and because of that, everything I think is going to go a lot smoother and we're going to be able to do a lot more.
1: Yes, that is the plan.
0: That's the plan, Stanley. And I'm excited because the weather's nicer, so we're going to be able to go to some of these places that we talk about, which is even cooler. I know you were saying yes, you really yes, want yes, to try right. to go to the Lizzie Borden house, which I know you can, like, stay overnight there, right?
1: Yes, and so I am actually planning to spend a night there because my niece, who I've brought on an um, overnight paranormal, paranormal investigation, um, she's 17 now, she... Text me recently saying she needs more ghosts in her life. So I'm going to take her on another one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I haven't given to a whole lot of places. And then you just went to the Hinsdale house, which I was super jealous about because I've yes. watched um, some stuff on that. Yes. And it and looks super creepy.
1: Uh, it was definitely creepy. And I think I'll probably do an episode on that.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I want to go back also. How long was the drive? It was about eight hours. Yeah. So, I mean, not too bad. And it didn't really feel like eight hours, and I think it was worth it. Um, but the place is definitely creepy. And so you can book it directly through the house, too. And I think it was like $350 for a night for a group of six. You can stay there.
0: Yeah, that's not bad.
1: No. So let's do
0: it. Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. I mean, there's so many places to go to in general. So I know. there's lots of options. You have been to, you know, plenty, lots more than me, but I'm sure there's still plenty that we can explore. Uh,
1: Oh, there's tons. Or just day trips,
0: because obviously overnights are hard for me, but I'm sure I can figure it out sometime, but.
1: We'll figure it out.
0: We'll figure it out.
1: All right. So
0: what are we doing today, Darcy? (laughs)
1: Today we are going to talk about the murder of Kimberly Cates and miraculous survival of Jamie Cates.
0: Yeah, I've heard, I like, I know that I've heard something of this one because the name is familiar, but I can't remember the details, so mm-hmm. I kind of like when I don't remember when you're doing one. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like a surprise. We love surprises. <laughs> it's like, what's happening next? I mean, I yeah. kind of, based on the information you've provided, I have a little bit of information, a little bit of an idea. You
1: have an idea of what might have gone down. <laughs> you're like a really good detective there, buddy. Um, Hey, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) So this happened in Mont Vernon, New Hampshire, which is a small town in the southern kind of central part of New Hampshire. Um, I think it's like southwest of Manchester. And it's about, the population's about 2,000. So it's definitely a smaller town, a place where you wouldn't normally think that something like this would happen, which I know everybody says that about where they live, but.
0: Also we're in it's New Hampshire what so hear.
1: <laughs> you don't think a lot happens no here. No one
0: locks their doors. No one. It's always I mean, what you hear in the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so on October 4th of 2009, 42-year-old Kimberly Cates and her 11-year-old daughter Jamie were brutally attacked in their home by a piece of shit named Steven Spader who was 17 at the time and another piece of shit named Christopher Gribble who was 19 years old at the time. Miraculously Jamie did survive, though she was severely injured. Um, but sadly, Kimberly did not survive. Both of the victims were assaulted by a machete, and Kimberly was struck in the head and torso a total of 32 times.
0: Uh, that's why I do remember this. Well, I, know, I remember hearing of it, but I thought it was somewhere else. So I wonder, I wonder if there was another machete <laughs> murder somewhere.
1: We'll For some reason, that. I was
0: thinking it was the one that I'm thinking of. I thought it was up in Hooksit. Hook's but... Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's something else up there.
1: (laughs) Well, there's more research that needs to be done. (laughs) So Spader and Gribble did not know their victims and simply select the house at random with the intent of murdering everyone inside, which my brain can't really comprehend how that's possible. You just decide. You want to kill someone, but I feel, you don't even choose I, someone you hate.
0: I'm trying to remember if I said this when we talked about the Dingham brothers, but I don't, I don't think I did. But I feel like, all right, like, can you even remotely fathom bringing up to somebody, you know, like, it, like with the Dingham brothers, they were brothers, you know. So depending on what they lived through and whatever, they are probably on the same wavelength you know, mentally and what they're, they they want to do. But when you're talking about like, hey, a friend that's like, yeah, I like this guy. And then you're like, hey, you want to kill some people? What kind of person's like, yeah, I do. Yeah. It's so crazy, so crazy crazy to, me. to me. You're already so messed up that like, I you feel like want to kill a like, random oh, person. Oh, I guess I'm not friends with this person.
1: Yeah. But then you <laughs> find somebody who thinks the same way that you do. It's that's
0: insane. Crazy. And it's just such a far cry from normal thinking to imagine that you just buddied up with somebody, especially in a small little town. You're like, hey, this sounds like a cool idea. What do you think?
1: What? And you're not even going to try to kill somebody that you hate or that you feel wrong right. it's you not not in It's not like you're both way. bullied you just by just the same person at school. Yeah, you're picking...
0: Not that murder is okay, even if somebody... No matter what, what but you, but you, you both pull pull don't have this grudge against this, yeah. you know, mutual party.
1: It's It's just... It's insane, it's insane to me. It is insane. It, it don't makes know how you really
0: go, like, how many people are out there that have this mindset? Like, it's crazy.
1: Yeah. Like, I have to go grocery shopping later today, and is there going to be somebody in the store that just yeah, wants you. to murder? Yeah. Actually, I am going to be that person that wants to murder everybody in the store, so... There's that. <laughs> so now we know one.
0: <laughs> yeah. You and well when we're talking about the grocery store I think your your uh, ratio is going to go high, <laughs> high up. It's going to increase a lot. Uh, but, I hate grocery shopping and <laughs> the general public, but but like seriously, I don't it's crazy to me. It's just so bizarre. It's so weird to think about it like that.
1: I think it's just so so different than our way of thinking, the way that our brains work that we can't even really understand it.
0: Well, and I feel like I give most people the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, how yeah. often am I wrong, though? <laughs> like, if I just suggested to someone I know, hey, you know, w- w- would they be like, yeah? And I'd be like, oh, my God, this was a joke. you <laughs> Yeah.
1: If you randomly text me one day and you're like, yeah, so I think I want to just like murder someone, just a random person. Yeah. I think I'd have to call your local police department and be like, listen, this girl's not well. I, I thought we we're friends. <laughs> yeah.
0: Also, I'm gonna need a protection order. <laughs> Our priorities aren't lining up anymore.
1: Yeah. Let's not do a podcast. Uh, anyway,
0: moving did on. Did you say yet how old they are? How did old I? they were? Wait, wait. Kimberly I don't know if you Daughter
1: did. or the 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 douchebags. boys. Yeah. So Stephen was 17 when this went down, and Christopher was 19.
0: Okay. See, and that's like so much older too, like less ability to manipulate someone into doing something, you know, like you've grown, I don't know, at, at that age, you op- definitely know right from wrong. Right. You're not just a little kid who's like, I didn't realize I shouldn't have done it, you know? Yeah. Okay. Continue. Just mind blown, you know? Shit bags. Kimberly was described as a well-loved
1: nurse and an Ohio native. She and her family moved to New Hampshire in 2004 partly because of the safety and community offered by the area.
0: Ugh, I was and just thinking that as you said Ohio I was like oh my god. Yeah. And then they this came happens. here cuz it's safe. <laughs> I know. How it's just so sad. She And I I, comes here because I consider safe. it safe here, you know. I do. Yep. But then something nuts like that happens.
1: And and it's not safe. And then when you think you like someone moved from out of state They moved from Ohio to come to New Hampshire because it's safer. And then this crazy thing happens that isn't something that normally happens in New Hampshire. she's like, what the fuck? I know. Uh, Kimberly and Jamie were very close and spent a lot of time together. David Cates, who was Kimberly's husband and Jamie's father, was away on business at the time that this happened. I feel so fucking bad for him. Oh, my God. Yeah. It appears that the shipbags didn't actually know that David wasn't going to be home. So this was just a complete shit luck on, yeah. on that end. Um, they lived on a dirt road that runs through an isolated wooded area. And that was part of the allure for Spader and Gribble was that it yeah. was yeah. it was so isolated. So <clears throat> this is a quote from Steven Spader. We're about to do the most evil thing this town has ever seen. And that was said as he and Christopher Gribble, their other friends, Quinn Glover and William Marks, drove to the road where the Cates lived. The four boys, (coughs) the shitbags, called themselves the Disciples of Destruction. And that is a stupid fucking name. But it was a criminal brotherhood that they had formed in September 2009, a month before the murder. They all shared a fascination with the cultures of death and mayhem. They admired the Manson family and the Zodiac Killer, and were self proclaimed juggalos, which were followers of the ins- of insane clown posse. I can't talk to. Oh
0: my god, I forgot about them. The insane I clown posse.
1: ICP. Yeah. So I know ICP raps about violence
0: and, and whatever, I mean, but I, like, come on. I liked Eminem growing up. I didn't yeah. <laughs> beat <you> women know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. again, knowing right from wrong. Yeah. I just
1: feel like that's just an excuse for them to be like, oh, we were inspired by ICP yeah. to do these things that they rap about. Like whatever, right. go away. <laughs> I listened to ICP when I was younger. Now, I wasn't yeah, saying that I was a fan, it. but I was more curious about their music and, some of their songs were kind of catchy but yeah I haven't murdered anyone and yeah haven't decided to take any lives I've only occasionally felt the need to murder people
0: I didn't <laughs> do Desire it Desire and action are different things <laughs> Exactly
1: I've never taken action <laughs> Although, if you're a spider, I'm coming for you. (laughs) No guarantees shopping today. (laughs) I killed one earlier today. I was pretty proud of myself. (laughs) So, there's a true crime article that was written by Michael Washburn that goes into a lot of details about this case, and it's absolutely fucking horrifying, but that is where I got most of the information from for for this. Um, So, Kimberly and Jamie were attacked in the early morning hours in the bedroom where they both slept. Kimberly woke up and felt a presence in the room, so she asked, Jamie, is that you? And Jamie responded, yeah, mom. It was then that two men, standing on either side of the bed, unleashed a fury of blows to Kimberly and Jamie. During the attack, Kimberly tried to comfort Jamie and tell her everything will be okay.
0: Oh, it hurts my heart.
1: Yeah. So, trigger warning for people, if anyone actually ever listens to this, other than us. (laughs) Because I'm going to go into a little bit more detail. (laughs) The one person that might listen. Just kidding. Um, I'm just going to go into a little bit more detail about the attack and injuries and it's kind of bad. Kimberly's skull was split open. Her left eye socket was destroyed. Several organs were pierced and some of her bones were hacked into pieces. She lived through all of them before finally dying from massive blood loss. Mm. Jamie was struck at least 18 times that left no part of her body untouched. Part of her left foot was severed. Her skull was also split open and her jaw was shattered by the force of one of the blows she was then thrown against a door and she survived by playing dead after the absolute piece of pieces of shit left the house she Jamie somehow managed to make her way to the kitchen and contact police damn girl like that's good for you yeah that's insane. and she was what 11 you said 11 at the time
0: freaking crazy yeah <sighs> The I just, oh, my God, I can't even imagine. I know. I, and I always relate it. Of course, I have kids, so I always relate it because my older son's 10. So I'm always like, God, like, would he do that? You know?
1: like, Yeah. I don't, well, know. Like, I don't even know that I could do that. If I was just attacked that savagely, I know. would I have Like, I hope and- they
0: would. And obviously, you never know what someone's capable of until they're in the moment. But it's still no. crazy. It
1: just the whole the whole thing is insane that this actually happened that you I
0: can't believe there were two other guys who were like yeah we'll drive you there
1: yeah. what what the fuck why would you want to be anywhere what near that I, and that's what makes it so bad for them because they knew what the plan was and they went there they might not have actually maybe they taken were like oh and, we
0: won't do it but yeah. even still
1: so. just the fact that you would even go i you're a piece of shit too so i don't know how she was able to contact police um, because it does say that the power to the house had been cut in preparation for the attack. So,
0: well, what um, year did you say it was? Two thousand nine. Two oh, thousand nine. She had a cell phone. Oh yeah, good call. <laughs> I mean, it was early on with cell phones. You yeah. know, like we didn't all have them necessarily, but
1: yeah, it's true. So she, her mom, could have had one. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So that means that the shipbags had to actually navigate the house in the dark that they weren't familiar with to try to find the family. Spader ended up using the glow from Jamie's iPod to maneuver through the home. Both Glover and Mark testified that they did not participate in the attacks. And Glover went back to the living room, but Mark stood in the bedroom doorway and watched. Afterwards, the four of them stole items from the Kate's home. And about seven hours after the attack, Gribble, the fucking genius that he is, pawned most of the property they took, which totaled just over $130.
0: Woo. They so, made out like bandits.
1: Yeah, I, I hope it was worth it because you just got so much money, you fucking douchebag. <laughs> <clears throat> Initially, police had very little to go on. There was a tire track on the dirt road and Jamie had told police it was a white man. But none of these upstanding citizens could keep their mouth shut about what they did. So the police weren't in the dark for very long, fortunately.
0: By 5- they're obviously yeah. really intelligent. Individuals. Yes.
1: Yes, hugely intelligent. Let's murder people and then tell everybody about it. You
0: fucking want. I mean, the bigger your pool of people, the riskier it gets.
1: Yeah. The one good thing about me having like a very small group of friends is that um, I don't have many people to tell anything to. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I guess my secrets (laughs) should stay safe. (laughs) Not that I'm planning on murdering anybody. My secrets are safe. Just to be clear. Um, by about 5.30 in the morning, Spader and Gribble had met up with another friend, Autumn Savoy, who assisted with the cover-up. The three of them allegedly dumped bloody clothes, shoes, and some of the stolen items into the Nashua River, and then they decided to go home. <laughs> so Michael Washburn, the writer of the article, wrote, After their beauty arrest, Gribble and Spader met at a mutual friend's house, and that just made me laugh, just his <laughs> sarcasm in that, because they're such douchebags. Anyway, this mutual friend is Kyle Fenton in the morning of October 5th, the morning, which was the morning after the murders. Fenton's mother overheard her son's conversation with Spader and Gribble and it went to the Amherst Police Department in fear that her son would be implicated in the murder. Way to go, Mom. Good for you. Yep. yep. We hear so often that people overhear conversations or people are just directly told about things and they just keep their mouths shut and don't do anything about it. So finally, in this situation, somebody actually opened their mouth and said something.
0: Well, I was watching something and I'm trying – I wish I could remember what it was in reference to, but it was like if you found out your child did whatever – oh, oh, I know what it was. It was about um, they had prevented like – two school shootings or attacks one was like supposedly mm. supposed to be a shooting and one would have been like a, they were going to bring a knife to school. And these were two, these, this was very recent and it was like, the parents are the ones who brought them to the police because they found stuff in their room and stuff. Yep. Um, but it was some video or something on YouTube that was talking about it. And they were asking like, if it was you, would you turn your kid in? And obviously most people are like, yeah, but there were people who were like, I don't think I could. It's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Your kid hasn't done anything yet. If they do, they are going to ruin their life too. So you're not saving anybody.
1: No. And I don't have, I have never birthed a child. I have stepchildren. But if they did something like that, that was horribly wrong. Yeah. I'm turning them in.
0: Well, and like I said, if you don't, and they decide to go through with it, they're ruining their lives and other people's because mm-hmm. oftentimes they either are shot and killed, or they kill themselves. You know, after killing all these other people. So why wouldn't you want to turn them in?
1: Yes, I understand that it's your kid, and as a parent, you want to protect your child. But you got to draw a line somewhere. Wrong yet, though.
0: You know,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just it's, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I just couldn't imagine.
1: No, it's a tough spot to be in for any parent.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But
1: An ambulance just drove by my house. I think they know something. <laughs> um, oh, actually, two. There we go. I feel safe. <laughs> so it's literally within hours of, of them committing this attack and this murder that they're bragging about it to their friends. So apparently getting caught was nothing that was something they were concerned with at all. And
0: it just goes to show to me, too, their <laughs> insanity. Because I feel like, feel like, I don't know. I feel like that's the period of time where if you have any conscience, you're going to be like, oh, shit, you know, like really going, what did we do? What did we do? Yeah. But if you're not and you're being and you're like chatting it up casually, it just goes to show really how unstable you are.
1: You're bragging about it to your friends. Yep. That's disgusting. It's just crazy.
0: And again, crazy to assume that anybody's going to think like, cool, man.
1: Yeah, you just assume that all of your friends are going to think that it's cool, that you're cool for doing this, and no one's going to say anything? You're that confident or delusional? No one said know. they were smart. Yeah. No, I never did. <laughs> During the trials, the true horror of this crime came to light. Um, basically, they attacked the Kate's family simply because they could. They did it for the thrill. They killed because there were people that could be killed. So Assistant, uh, Senior Assistant Attorney General Jeff Streitzlin I think that's how you say it. If not, sorry. Said at Spader's trial that Spader admitted his work. He enjoyed it. He liked running it through his head afterwards. That's disturbing. Yeah. I mean, I I know like a lot of serial killers, you hear that they like to replay what they did over and over again, and they enjoyed it. Yeah. I, it just
0: blows my I mind. I feel like that's kind of where of I, I feel, feel like, like it's one, one thing to, to – m- you know, cause a horrible crime like that, and then afterwards go, "Why did I do that?" But it's a whole different thing and speaks incredibly to your you know mental stability mm-hmm. if you are like turned on by it or like excited by it, like you know, because that's usually what you hear of, they do it because it makes them feel excited and whatever, yeah, so yeah, I feel like. There's probably a good amount of people who've killed people out there who after they've done it are like, I can't believe I did that. Whereas the really messed up ones are like, That was awesome.
1: Yeah, like Steven Spader, who liked from yep. running running it through his head afterwards. So he liked to keep reliving the moment and thinking about it. That's disgusting. Yep. You did something so horrible and you like to keep thinking about it and replaying it in your head. You so are messed up. Fucked up. I, on the other hand, do something stupid, and then we'll sit there and dwell on it and replay it in my head. Over <laughs> I just and thought over of those
0: things you, you see, on like Facebook, that's like, you know, oh, actually, I think a friend just recently tagged me in one, and it made me laugh so much. Let me see if I can find it really quick because they're so funny. Uh, three years ago, a cute guy I worked with wanted to give me a fist bump. I thought he was pretending to hold an invisible microphone, so I leaned forward and said hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that i would do i know <laughs> and then, then you're I, like well i guess we'll, well never talk, we'll talk again, again. Yeah. or like this one really killed me it says my dentist asked his assistant to suction the water out of my mouth but i thought he was talking to me so i sucked his finger <laughs> i'm mortified <laughs> i love <laughs> Meant those things. to say hold on for a second and give me a minute to a customer and it came out as hold me for a second <laughs> oh no no. just makes me feel better about me this one's good it (laughs) says I was at the airport airport. and the TSA agent told me to scan my license face down but I just heard scan your face down so (laughs) I put my face (laughs) on the scanner and waited it says I wish this was a joke but no it happened and the TSA guy could not stop laughing and now I have to go into witness protection I die. Oh, that would kill me. If you do something
1: like that, are are you just too dumb to fly? Do they tell you that you can't
0: do it? I'm sorry. I love you're those just, things we when can't they have say you on the plane. Like, so I've been dealing with that all day. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes, but that's the kind of stupid shit that I do, and then I just keep dwelling on it. Like, why did I do that? I'm so dumb. Oh my god, I'm never going to forget about this. So it's that's what in I the morning. When you're head. like
0: in bed, like. <laughs> What is wrong
1: with me? Yeah, exactly. I'll wake up from a sleep and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. It is real life. It wasn't just
0: a dream. It's so funny. Um, This one says, hold on, one more. One time I went to hand someone a bowl of hot soup and my brain tried to say, careful, it's hot, and here's your soup. So instead I blurted out, careful, it's soup. Soup's dangerous. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> I love those things. <laughs> oh, so funny. Okay. My cheeks hurt now, so i got to calm the fuck down. Yeah, you need to calm the fuck down right now. <laughs> Get your shit together, man. Pull it together.
1: We can do this. <laughs> um, so Spader had been a, a Boy Scout and clearly learned nothing and was describing, well, was described I can't read my own writing. He was described as aloof and a bit of a loner.
0: Well, he learned how to quietly move through a a house in the woods.
1: woods. Right. I have some other words that I would use to describe him. But anyway, while (laughs) awaiting trial, Spader had actually wrote an open letter calling the citizens of New Hampshire uninformed idiots. Well, thank you, sir. And (laughs) calling out David Cates for openly opposing the inclusion of Marx and Glover in their high school yearbook. So he was mad that those two people were not in the yearbook. And says
0: the guy who went and talked to everybody about it and got himself caught.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. They are way smarter than the rest of us. They were involved in a murder. They didn't actually murder anybody or attack anybody, but they were there. So fuck you. I yep. wouldn't include them either. <sighs> yeah. So he also wrote letters to another inmate and described the attack in great detail because he was not sorry at all and thought that what he did was awesome. During his trial, Stephen Spader's, his defense attorney alleged that Spader had wrote those letters and bragged about the crime because he wanted attention, not because he did the crime. Really? So (laughs) he knew all the details about what happened because he wanted attention. Knew knew all this stuff (laughs) that the public didn't know, I'm sure. Yep. But it was just because he wanted attention, not because he actually did it. Really? Okay. (laughs) Some of these attorneys, I, the defense they come up with, I'm like, you should just fucking be fired because you're not good at this.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. I always wonder, like, in, these, in the situations where these criminals claim that they're not guilty, do they, like, I, I'm always curious if they claim to their lawyer that they're not guilty. Like, do they tell them, you know, how many people actually say they did it to their lawyer but then claim not guilty or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm always I'm curious, curious about, about that. that. If if this went
1: down and you're bragging to your friends about it afterwards and then you get caught and you have all this detail about what happened, I'm going to go ahead and say that you probably fucking did it. And your defense shouldn't be that you just wanted attention, not because you actually did it. Because that is, I think, the dumbest defense that I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Anyway. It was on his 19th birthday that Spader was found guilty on two counts of first-degree murder, attempted murder, conspiracy to murder, conspiracy to burglary, and witness tampering. Happy birthday, you fucking demon. He was sentenced to life without parole and an additional 76 years for the attempted murder of Jamie Cates, and the judge said the sentences were made consecutive to one another to ensure he stays in that cage for the rest of his pointless life. Yes, judge,
0: good for you. You should have said more, but I love what you did say. Thank God for that. I don't know. I feel like I watch a lot of these true crime documentaries or whatever, and they talk about how it's like, okay, they've killed like two people or something and they get 15 years to life. I know. And it's like, just give him friggin' life now. Why why are you going to be like, maybe in 15 years? I don't understand revisit. how you can
1: murder someone and get anything less than life in prison. Well, because you took sometimes it's like
0: that's the max that they can do yeah. until they re-evaluate it. But why is that? It's dumb. I don't understand that. That's, that's like, well, that's like I just watched that documentary on that piece of shit. Uh, freaking Jared from Subway. Oh, yeah. I watched Did you that. watch that? Yeah. Yeah. That guy's so disgusting. I didn't, I mean, I knew of it, but I didn't know. It's bad. I didn't know yeah, how bad really it was. Bad. But it's but like so he's, he's able to get out in like freaking five years or something.
1: Right. He's Like really? Ch- 14 that back kids and he can get out in five years? No. No. People like that, I'm sorry. You can't change them. You he's not fixable. Them. No. Just leave them in there to rot. Yeah. yeah. And that is what ha- should happen to all of these people.
0: Yeah. Uh, so
1: Christopher Gribble was Spader's second in command, and he is accused of slashing at Jamie Cates with a knife. He too was a Boy Scout and also learned nothing. Prior to getting involved with Spader, he was considering joining the Marines. Um, I don't think our military needs you in it. Fuck off. Prison is where he belongs, not in the military. Um, but in December of 2010, he pled not guilty by reason of insanity, by but admitting to the crimes However, it was reported that in his statement to police, he had said that he wanted to kill someone for a long time and was disappointed he didn't feel any emotion following the Kate's killing. He admitted he and the others had planned to burglarize the home and kill anyone inside just for fun. You fucking for fun? It's like you want to burglarize someone's home, you're a fucking idiot, but whatever. But then when you say you're going to kill anyone inside just for fun,
0: so messed up.
1: Yeah, he ultimately was found to be sane and given the extent and given the extent of planning before the crime and the attempt at covering it up afterwards, which I don't think there was any attempt. I he know, was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole plus 50 years. Yeah, I, they didn't attempt to cover it up. They were bragging about it. They were pawning yeah. the stuff that they
0: sold. I in, mean, and and I guess, I guess if, if in, in the case that they didn't try to cover it up, maybe <laughs> insanity would be something <laughs> to consider, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but blows bl-
1: that's a word. <laughs> I love that word. It's my favorite. Bloth. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it's bloth. You're so bloth. <laughs> anyway, favorite Glover-, word. Glover and Marks both accepted plea deals and they testified against Spader. I don't know what the plea deals were that they accepted. I didn't see anything about that, but they got something, I guess. Um, and Jamie during the trials was concerned about how hard the prosecution was working, so she baked them chocolate chip cookies. Fuck off. I think that is so cute. But the prosecution actually took one of the cookies and wrapped it in a napkin and left it on their table in the courtroom for the duration of the trial to bring them good luck. Oh. And I think that's so cute.
0: I want cookies. Actually,
1: I do too. <laughs> I always I always <laughs> want cookies. <laughs> Have you tried the gluten-free Oreos? No. They're amazing. I cannot You Are they any name.
0: different than regular Oreos?
1: No, you can't taste any difference.
0: Then you could have just asked me if I've had Oreos. Fuck off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just saying. Asshole. Try the gluten-free ones. <laughs>
0: just, just, just saying. Uh, actually, actually I'm, not I'm not the biggest, the biggest Oreo, Oreo fan. fan. What? Yeah, I don't know. I think they're kind of fucking lame. (laughs) I don't don't get get the the draw Um, because they're delicious. I don't. They're just. They're like like brown 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 crackers. crackers. That's they're black. Funny combination. (laughs) Um, Um, No, I like uh, Panera has this kitchen sink cookie. So So good.
1: Is it made in the kitchen? It's like same? caramelly
0: chocolate, chocolate chips. Is. It's got like it's some, some salt cold. to it. It's, it's so, good. so
1: good. I'm hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go get food after we
0: do this. You must
1: eat. <laughs> I'll well, wither away. I mean, I have a lot to go
0: before I, I wither too. away, but I'll I wanna make sure that I don't ever <laughs> yeah. zombie apocalypse. Here I come. I think I'm good for a solid year at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same at least i don't know you're capable of a lot i bet i bet i have a lot a, a lot more than a year <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna try it I'm in a year gonna, I, would I would be, be down, down to, like, to like you know average right if, like I your bmi is within normal like malnutrition <laughs>
1: Uh, I, okay. So I love our positivity a, talk. Our positivity talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to segue back to this, so I'm just going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> New Hampshire has a reputation of being the most conservative state in New England, though we have not executed anyone since 1939. We only have one prisoner on death row who was convicted of killing a cop. And at the time of the murder, none of the four shit bags would have been eligible for execution d- due to their ages. So, do we have? We have-
0: death row like do we have the death penalty i didn't even know if we did yeah and we have one prisoner on death row Um, and i'm surprised like i i have always thought i didn't think of us as a conservative state
1: i guess we are i
0: mean i don't know how you can be
1: conservative but then also your state motto is live for your die (laughs) it seems like it goes against each other but okay all right in 2019, WMUR, which is our local news station, covered the Kimberly Cates Scholarship Tournament, which is an event named in honor of Kimberly. In attendance of the tournament was Jamie Cates, who spoke with WMUR, and she was reporting that she's in college studying public health, was enjoying playing field hockey again, and was about to graduate. She said she lives every day like it's her last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's as, still young. Um, yeah. Um and You're as what, of she's twenty-five
0: or something now.
1: I don't know, you're asking me to do math and I can't do yeah, that. Yeah, that's, like, that's my, like my
0: my real, real quick, quick, probably wrong math, math but somewhere around math, there, mid-20s.
1: That math sounds like it's math and I'll go with it.
0: <laughs> totally <laughs> math it up.
1: <laughs> totally math and I don't, I don't math, so <laughs> I'm not going to try. <laughs> As of 2019, the Kimberly Cates Memorial Fund had given out more than $250,000 in scholarships to students who continue her legacy of helping others. So if you'd like to learn more about the fund, and or to donate, you can visit KimKatesFund.org. So that's K-I-M-C-A-T as in Tom, E-S.org. And you can also find out more information there regarding their annual Kim Kates Golf Tournament. Um, so I would encourage everyone to donate if you can or somehow get involved because I think it would be awesome to continue to support her and her legacy.
0: Yeah. I think okay. it's amazing that she, she pulled, through pulled through and is in college and all that like you could let that shit just ruin your life you know yeah and so i watched the um the news i watched
1: that video of hers uh talking to wmur and she she seems like a relatively normal person i norm- know that normal is subjective but just everything that she's been through it's it's crazy that she's done as well as she has and her and her dad are really close he was on there talking a little bit too so yeah,
0: it's an ambulance hold on so yeah
1: that's that. Hmm. I hate all of them that were involved in that. I, mean, I, just, I just I just
0: still, still can't get over the people who can find mutual parties. parties. I just I can't.
1: Oh, my gosh. I hope my stomach growling isn't on the audio.
0: I'm I did not out. hear it. Okay, It was all that I'm, cookie talk.
1: Uh, I know. I was fine. And then we started talking about fucking cookies. And now I'm like, oh, I'm hungry.
0: Can I just I say I just, just pulled up sure. the missing persons list? And I had looked at it maybe like a day and a half ago, and there's two more people on it since then. Hey, that's great I feel news. like that's like crazy. I don't know. But for two were taken off, and I'm date. actually, huh, I, one of them I pulled up the other day because it was like more local or whatever to us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why does she look familiar? And so I pulled up, like I searched for her on Facebook, and I was like, she made a post like a day ago. And it was definitely her. She had, like, a different last name on there, but it was for sure her, and she's off here now, so. Yeah, that's good. But, all right, I'm going to cover one, though. So, all right, we have Andrea, I don't know how to pronounce this. I think it's Gyron G-I-R-O-N, G-I-R-O-N Bowden, B-O-D-D-E-N. She is 15 currently, and this was a very recent one, reported missing on 3-6-23 from Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, It says, subject is a possible runaway. She went to a friend's house and did not return home, so she may be out of state. Black hair, brown eyes, 5'7", and approximately 120 pounds. So if you have any information on Andrea, you can reach out to the New Hampshire Missing Persons Report at 603-223-3859. And as per usual, we definitely suggest that uh, anyone listening, depending on where you live, whatever state you live, or anywhere you've traveled, if you you know take time out of your day, maybe even once a month, just to scroll through the missing persons report for places you've been recently, just to make sure you haven't stumbled across anything that would help out. Um, It's just a little bit that we can all do to try and find these people and bring them home. Yeah. And
1: even if you are hesitant to come forward with information for whatever reason, you can always give information anonymously. Yeah. Whatever you know could potentially help.
0: Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I think we we finally recorded the next episode, Darcy. I'm so excited. Woo! And I think Darcy and I are going to try and make it so that we are both in the same location when we record soon. And that hopefully will make things a little more fun and entertaining because I don't know how well we'll maintain our (laughs) seriousness if we have to look at each other's faces. I don't want to look at your face. I don't want to look at your stupid face. <laughs> your fucking face hole. <laughs> that turned That's nasty, nasty, nasty quicker. quick, huh? <laughs> Fuck you, Darcy. <laughs> Fuck you, Danny. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> At least I know I'm you won't steal my Oreo cook cookies. at the grocery store, Darcy. Oh, I will. <laughs> Leave me out of it. I'm going to be
1: ramming people with carts. I'm going to be, when I'm an it's old gonna lady, I'm going to be like biting people and shit. It's going to be bad. There's
0: going to be some Achilles tendon injuries today. Yeah, there will. Watch yourself. You get stay the fuck away from me in the grocery store. <laughs> it stresses me out. <laughs> oh my God, I just thought of that scene in, in Mrs. Doubtfire when she throws the fruit and she goes, it's a drive-by fruiting. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'll do that. Yeah, I'm going to be throwing pineapples at people's faces.
0: You need more fruit in your life. That's
1: a good movie. I loved that movie. I do too. One of my dogs is staring me down right now. (laughs) I don't feel safe. Snacks. Do you want to go pee? You do. You want to go pee? Yeah, he wants to go pee. That's why he's staring at me.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, you take him to go potty. I we're gonna go do pee's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited, and we have to try and plan uh, somewhere to go that would be cool to be able to do something else too. And uh,
1: yeah,
0: I'm gonna now start that the researching. Weather is nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna research some creepy places that we can go so
1: that I can try to scare mm-hmm. the shit out of you.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. Yay. All right. Well, I don't remember thanks, how we Darcy. sign off on this. Well, I'm going to hit stop. <laughs>